Welcome to the Manifest Your Dream Marriage Podcast. I'm Daniela Damsky, Self-Awareness and Relationship Master Coach and the author of The Power of a Growth Mindset, The Journey to Emotional Freedom. I believe that when we become our highest version of ourselves, we become a magnet for love. My goal with this podcast is to inspire you to master your inner world so you can master attracting and maintaining a loving relationship using spiritual and scientific principles. Thanks for joining me today. Today we have Bethany Dodson, like your soulmates and often feels, <laughs> wow. often feels like the one. Um, yeah. the and this is especially true for people who fall into or have a tendency of attracting narcissistic partners or emotionally unavailable partners, emotionally abusive partners. The theme with these relationships is that they often feel for the, the person getting into them like their soulmate. The attraction, the chemistry is off the charts and it feels like the one it feels too good to be true because in many ways it is um but it's that chemistry and there was a study i I, i'm forgetting um the university that did the study uh they did a research study on the chemicals that are produced in the brain when somebody is falling in love or that infatuation stage and that biochemistry i mean is mirror the, the same as someone who is getting addicted to heroin mm-hmm. and so well, that's what like falling in love actually feels like like the chemicals are the same chemicals of somebody that is addicted to heroin it's just heroin is just, they both could be deadly actually depending on if you're with a narcissist or you know somebody that really you shouldn't be with right right so um and, often- and what's the purpose then? Like, what is the purpose? Like in life, in like in the school of life, what's the purpose? Why would, why would that happen? Why would God be so, I don't want to say mean, but yeah. why would that happen? Like, that's such a great feeling. Why would that even happen for us? So my belief is that we are always calling in what we need to heal and grow and evolve to the next level. And oftentimes that's wrapped in a really painful package. Um, And I had a teacher one time who said, no matter how hard you try to control your life, no matter what degree you get, what job title you get, how much money you have in the bank, what your dating profile says, who you know that can set you up with this person or that person, life is always going to come find you and give you exactly what you need to wake up. And oftentimes it, is, it, it can come in the package of a really destructive, painful relationship that wakes up all of those latent wounds that you experienced in childhood that you've probably tried to outwork or outrun or don't look at it for a while because that's my past. I don't want to go dredging up the past. Um, but those patterns that people have are so subconscious that it takes that level of intimacy, that level of chemistry um, to bring it all to the surface so you can look at it. So it's not in the shadows anymore. And I feel a lot of people get snagged because they allow it to 
you know, it, they allow it to, it, it is traumatizing, but they allow themselves to stay in a traumatized, victimized state. Um, and there's biochemical reasons why that happens when you're undergoing trauma, like the amygdala in your brain, the fight or flight response center gets bigger. The area of your brain responsible for communication and speech, which would be you saying no, or you setting a boundary, you verbalizing what you need, literally dims, it gets weaker. And so, um, you know, it's understandable that people can stay stuck in that nice uh -huh. disempowered state. But yeah. the flip side is that there's always a, an opportunity of like, oh wait, how is this waking me up? How is this, right. how is right. this bring all this stuff to the surface so I can heal it? <laughs> yeah, I felt for me, I, I was a very, um, like I had thick brain, like I was like a thick skulled person. It took me a long time to get my own thing that I needed to heal, like multiple knocks on the head. God was like sending me the message. Hey, Danielle, wake up, wake up, heal this, heal this, heal this. And I was so oblivious to it that I, it took me three times before like my brain actually woke up and said, what is the lesson here? And when I speak to people on the phone, I'll often ask them, is this the first time you've experienced this type of feeling? And there's like this light bulb that comes on and it's like, no, I had this happen before with so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. And, -so and, -so. and I say, that's your, just like you're saying, that's a wake-up call. It is a wake-up call trying to help you. And I, I believe, and maybe you believe the same way, that we've come, we have these contracts with people. We like sign up for this before we even get to this physical body. And we're like, hey, okay, you're going to be my narcissistic husband. <laughs> I'm going to be, right? Like, okay, all right, deal, deal. All right, you sure you want me to do that? Yes, okay, let's go, right? Let's go in physical form and let's play this out and see how this, this <laughs> helps your soul. Yeah. I mean, I know that's like a strange way of thinking, but that's the way I think. I think everybody's here to help us to, to just like you, to, to get to that soul level, to learn what we need to learn. There's nothing that's wrong. It is what it is. We're all here to learn what we're supposed to learn. Yeah, exactly. So how, how can people, other than waking up themselves, what kind of signs could, could you give them that would say, all right, this is your wake up call. Like when you're experiencing this, know that this is a wake-up call and this is something that you need to look at is it the way they feel or is it their thought process what, what it is their it is their body my number one thing is your body and this is from a, a book by tra a trauma expert dr bessel van der Kolk. but your body is oh yes i like him yes score. very good your body is always keeping the score and you yeah. will always know by the way your body feels and this gets caught and that's that's can that's an that's an oversimplified explanation of like a sign mm -hmm. but when someone has prior trauma before they're meeting a narcissistic partner an unavailable partner the pattern usually is people will override that because it's 
they learned how to do that really well in childhood to make a situation safe. And what happens is we take that behavior from childhood. I can't speak up around my dad or I can't, I have to like do everything perfectly to get approval from my mom. They take that behavior unconsciously and implant it mm -hmm. in their interactions yeah. in the personal relationship. And so a lot of times that will look like let me sweep this under the rug. Ooh, I felt that pain in my chest when you said that. I'm going to ignore that maybe and we'll try to justify or minimize it. Yeah, yeah. So it's very interesting because a lot of what I teach is managing your emotions and, you know, helping yourself to manage your emotions. And I do that because I think our thinking gets out of whack and we start thinking really negative. And so it's kind of a thin line, like, because your body is telling you something, but the reason your body is telling you something is because your mind is also telling you, you know, starting to think negative about a spouse or whatever. And you have this emotion. And what I try to help people with is calm that emotion down. Whereas it sounds like you actually want them to have this emotion, not like suppress it. Whereas like I teach, how do you like, you know, don't take your spouse. He said one thing and it's, you blew it up into something enormous that now you're going to have a big fight about when really, if you would have thought about it differently or got into their head and maybe understood a little bit more, you would realize that he wasn't trying to hurt your feelings and that you just took it like that because you made up a story in your head about what, why you're feeling that way. But you're looking at it from a different standpoint and you've got these feelings and these emotions that you need to pay attention to. Yeah. Well, there's, there's both, there's, there's both um, sides to the point in what you're saying, because I can, yeah. hear, I can hear how I coach my own clients similarly to how you were teaching your clients to, to, you know, to, to control their emotions and to, you know, kind of think through things. I'm also doing that, I think, with my clients because they've had a pattern of ignoring the, their intuition for so okay. long yeah, yeah. and creating unsafety in relationship, co-creating unsafety in relationships by minimizing and justifying bad behavior. Mm -hmm. um, that they develop a really disjointed connection with themselves and they don't believe the the belief then becomes implanted if i pay attention to what i'm feeling in here is that really accurate can i really trust that and then we jump up here to our head and get all gummed up up here um over analyzing which it sounds like your clients are doing that to a certain extent as well just in a different scenario yeah, there's um, a different scenario for sure. Yeah, and but my clients also do that. They're like, wait, he said his ex was crazy. Is that a bad thing? Is it not a bad thing? So one of the things that I, I help them hone and dial in is yes, really feeling here, not, so I, I call it hopping off the wave. They'll feel a pang in their chest and then they don't want to pay attention to it. And they'll, they'll rationalize. They'll jump up to their head and be like, oh no, he's just having a bad day. Or 
he didn't text me back for four days. He was probably busy or something like that. <laughs> so they'll right. justify it. Right. And I'm um, the opposite. Like somebody didn't text you 10 minutes after you sent them a text. It's probably they're busy, not a big deal, right? <laughs> like calm down. Sure, sure. And yours is the opposite. Like four days might be a bit much. <laughs> and here you yes. four days. Yeah. But I teach, one of the things I teach my clients is just to be fully present with their emotions and not try to change it or run away from it because I do, I'm a big believer in that what you resist persists. Yeah. And yes. 90, I mean, people ignore red flags yeah. for one of two reasons. They don't want to feel pain if that person goes away, that's the biggest reason. They don't want to experience any kind of pain. So I'm going to try to make this pleasurable by adjusting the truth to meet my yeah, needs. Yeah, yeah. And that creates pain long-term. So what you resist- Right, it, 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 it creates, well, I can speak firsthand what this is like. My mother was experiencing this for many years. It, she has a lack of confidence in her thinking and her own abilities. And she's a very intelligent woman, but yet feels like she doesn't have the answer. And so she needs help making a decision, making a choice. And I mean, even some of the basic things like what phone should I buy? Um, <laughs> how do I do this? How do I do that? And, and she's fully capable. Do you see a lot of the similar things? All the time, because when we're talking about narcissistic abuse or relational trauma or emotional abuse, there's always a power over, mm -hmm. power under dynamic. Um, and what's crazy, not just literally, about that is it can happen without you even fully recognizing it emotionally right. it's like so sly so, yes. so subtle it starts off so so subtle and mm -hmm. you don't realize how far deep you're into it until you know you're up to your eyeballs and then you can't make a choice right and I think that right it makes it so that you're like questioning is this the right decision for me? I don't know I can't even make a decision so I'm afraid of any decision so I'll just stay stuck Right. And that whole process, right. And that whole process becomes comfortable for people because they experienced it so many times in a relationship that their brain went through the same process, their fight or flight system went off. And even though they've left the relationship, of course, they'll still have problems making a choice because over prolonged months or years, that process and ability was removed they altered mm -hmm. their behavior mm -hmm. um yeah so I get a lot of I get a lot of clients who analysis paralysis over analyzing I would say all of my clients have some form of anxiety disorder mm -hmm. yes absolutely spinning, spinning spinning yeah yeah so I was just talking to my mentor and uh, we were talking about taking action and how to build confidence. And one of the things he said is just taking little bite-sized action every day. And, and it's really simple. He was saying, all right, Danielle, like let what 
what do you have that you haven't done, taken action on? And I'm a, I'm an action taker. Like I got a list. I can, you know, I can do 10 things at once, but I had this trust that my husband and I hadn't done yet. And it had been sitting on my desk for like three years. So finally it was like, okay. And, and believe it or not, that little action of doing something I knew I needed to do had been waiting and holding on for ever for three years. Once I did that, it was like, Ooh, I, I like, I got like the endorphin rush. I got the hit of dopamine and all the other chemicals that make you feel really good. And that was just, just one small thing that I knew I needed to do. And it already, it boosted my confidence and it made me feel happy, very happy for days. And I think that's part of what really needs to happen with anyone that's in a situation like that is look around and say, what, all right, what do I really need to do? And I know I need to do it deep down in my soul. I know that this is the right next step and then just go do it. (laughs) And then you get this reward for doing it that you weren't expecting. I wasn't expecting to feel so amazing after doing a trust, (laughs) But it was something that I had, I knew was sitting there for so long and I knew I needed to do it. And once I did it, I was so happy. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really, really important um, piece and just the energy that we consume and like hold on to because we're not doing the thing that's in the back of our mind that we know we should be doing. The energy that we use to keep that all going on in the background, it's a lot. It's more than we think. It was more than I thought. It had sat on my desk for a long time. And it's the same thing with getting help and having somebody to help you. What I love about having a mentor, I've had mentors for years now. And what I love about having mentors is that it's, you're not alone, right? You're not alone. You've got, you have somebody that can help guide you to what is the right decision for you, get you back into your intuition. And not that they tell you what you should do. You already have the answers, right? You have the answers, they're inside you. You you just are not paying attention to it. And so like they help you to just tap into that. Yeah, 100%. We all have blind spots. Right. And I love, I love, I love that we have blind spots and I love it when somebody just like can easily point it out for you. Like, well, Bethany, um, maybe you should. <laughs> and you're just like, ah, good idea. Why didn't I think of that? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so what, what do you love about the outcome? When someone works with you, when you get that testimony, what do you typically hear in a testimony? What's the transformation? Because really, we're all here to learn and grow. What do your clients get when they work with you? Um, the things that I hear the most are, this is the first time I've ever felt like myself. Oh, wow. Or this changed my life. Um. I wasn't expecting to feel this great in such a short period of time. All of my clients have had talk therapy 
Some of them have had a lot of talk therapy and I don't ever want to knock talk therapy, but when we're talking about like healing, um, trauma and like learning how to regulate your emotions, it's just not effective. It's not effective. And it keeps so many people stuck. It kept me stuck for 12 years. And I was like, what's wrong with me? I'm going to therapy. I'm still not getting it right. And people will adopt that belief. So yeah, that, that there's something wrong with you. You're just not smart enough. You get it. Wow. What's wrong with you? Right. Even more pile of crap on top of all the other stuff that you're thinking about yourself. <laughs> right. Um, so the three biggest things that I hear from my clients are they finally feel like themselves for the first time in their life. Um, and that's ultimately really what my work is about is helping someone remember who she really is. Mm hmm. Some people want, and I was one of these people, I just wanted to get back to the way I was before I met my ex. <laughs> and we can't ever, right. we can't put the right. two. But here's the thing. This is really fascinating. And my mentor also said something to me that it's really interesting. And I, I totally believe it. A lot of times when I work with somebody, they just want to go back to their best days. They want to go back to when their husband was very loving to them and treated them great you know, they want to go back to the beginning. But here's what I say, like, you're never going to be able to go back to the beginning. That beginning is over, right? Like that's already happened. It's in the past. It's not going to happen. But, and the reason, here's the funny thing. The reason that it's not going to go back there is because you'll end up in the same spot in your brain. Well, it was so wonderful. And then it's not wonderful. I got to protect myself from having this pain which then basically says, we can't go back to the beginning. We can't go back there because if A leads to B, well, I, we can't do that, right? Your brain is like basically protecting you to not go back there, which, is, which means you can't have that again because you don't want to experience where you're at today, but you can have something better than what you had. You can have something very new and exciting and start all over, like just do a do-over, like have this amazing, now you already know who you are, you've got this great start, you have a better relationship, you're now communicating better, and now it's, it's better than it was. That's how I look at it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Do you ever find that people have a hard time believing that it can be better than it ever was? Um... Yeah, I think that that is a big, big concern for people is that they don't believe that it can be better because they were in that euphoric feeling and, and it was so magical that how can it be better? But what I've learned about love is love isn't that lustful phase of euphoria, which that feels great and that is wonderful. And I can get back there anytime I want. Anytime I want, I can think the feelings and think about by being present in my body. I mean, because that's really what's happening is people just disconnect from the, their body, what they're experiencing. They, they don't live in the moment. When you're in love, man, you can't think about anything else. You're focusing on the way they breathe, their heartbeat. Oh, good God, the way they feel, the way they touch you, right? Like the way they look at you. Ooh, ooh. And that's great. And I can do that 
right now, when my husband walks in the door, I could look at him and he can look at me and I can give him the dreamy eyes and he can give me the dreamy eyes. And I could just be like, oh, how was your day? As long as I'm not thinking about what I need to cook for dinner and, and all the rest of the stuff, I can live in that moment if I want. Yeah. But love me is so much more. I know my husband like the back of my hand now. I know the way he thinks and the way I think, and we're so much more in tune and more in love than when we were in the very beginning. And we went through that stage where he left me. I got him back. You know, we fought like cats and dogs in the beginning, you know, not in the beginning, but after like year two, from two to four, we argued, he left me. I got him back. A couple years later, we got married. And it's been better than it was in the very beginning because there's so much more depth to our relationship than ever could have been in the beginning. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's hard to explain to somebody without sharing your own hero's journey. And I share my hero's journey with all of my clients and I'm not ashamed to say, here's where I was, here's where I am. If you want to be over here, you're going to have to think different. You're going to have to do different things, take different actions, right? You have to be that decisive person that wants to have that. And you have to make a choice to, to be that. Right. Right. Yes. All right. So how can someone get a hold of you? Tell me a little bit about your program. Tell my audience a little bit about yeah. your program so that they can get a hold of you because I know that there's people out there that are just waiting for your, your information. They are just like ready. <laughs> yeah. So my program is break the cycle. I work with people for 12 weeks and then I offer a few months of ongoing monthly support after that. It's really for someone who has been out of the marriage or the relationship six months to three years plus, who's already done um, talk therapy, but feels like they're just kind of rehashing the past, but not really moving forward. Um, it's for someone who wants to ultimately attract a healthy, emotionally available partner in the future. It's not for somebody who is so far, um, and you know, relationships for people who've experienced narcissistic or emotional abuse, it feels like returning to the crime scene, but it's not for someone who never wants to open their heart again. And I can understand and respect that if that's their choice. Um, it's for women who are overachieving, high achievers, um, people pleasing is probably a challenge. Codependency is probably a challenge. A pattern of falling for a less evolved man than her emotionally. So maybe she does a lot of spiritual work or a lot of self-help work. And then she meets a guy who's great in the beginning because they all feel like you're soulmate in the beginning. And then, you know, he's got a lot of unresolved issues. So it's, it's for a woman who recognizes that she continues to attract um, unavailability in some form or another. And her ex may have been the worst. Um, I do find that the people I speak to and I work with, it's been their pattern for their entire adult life. And just like the domestic violence wheel, right? They say the cycle of violence gets worse and worse and that it gets tighter and tighter. I find like on a macro level, the same principle applies in someone's relationship history. 
relationship x number one wasn't that bad or number two got worse number three was bad even worse than that number four was like oh my god i had to get a restraining order so it gets like it, it tends to get worse so it's for it's for women who are ready to lay that pattern aside and be emotionally available and vulnerable and authentic and step into their own emotional availability, their own vulnerability, their own authenticity, 1000%. Because when you are there a thousand percent, you don't need to go looking for Mr. Amazing. Like literally Mr. Amazing right. standing behind you at Starbucks and compliment you on, you know, I don't know, like you're asking what latte you're drinking. And then all of a sudden you're like going on a date with him. Like that's how it happens when you allow, and the key word is allow, the walls to come down and allow yourself to be who you really are. Love it. Love it. Okay. So they can go to your website. Yep. They can go to my website um, and find me there. They can find me at, uh, I have a Facebook group, Attract Conscious Love. I am on nice. Instagram. I'm not super active on Instagram, um, but my website, my Facebook group would be the two places that they could best find me. Awesome. Okay. Thank you so very much for um, being on our show today. It was so yeah. thank you. Thank you.